And now for our feature presentation. PushbackRadio.com. Duncanville, Dallas, Fort Worth. Hi, from Hamilton Park, Dallas, Fort Worth. Push that. How Dallas, Fort Worth works. This is Jack. What up, y'all? This is Jack here. Of Shaka Ford One and the main event show. Welcome to another exciting edition of Shaka 401 in the main event with Jackie O. Here's to Joe Lewis this week, Dallas-Fort Worth. Labor Day is September 11th. We'll get into that. Texas abortions. You know it's for white women, I'll explain. Fake vaccine cards. We'll break that down. And Dog the Bounty Hunter doesn't know that nigga's not a color, baby. Nigga's just an attitude. All that and more on today's show. Everything man wants to know is in a book. Anything you want to keep from black folk, put it in a book. Therefore, most dangerous thing in America is a black man with a library card. The Shaka 401 in the main event on PushCapRadios.com. It's all about Dallas, baby. Actually, I got a couple of uh, friends of uh, African persuasion. And uh, I got to get rid of them, man. I got to admit to you. I'm fine. I'm spending too much money on clothes hanging out with them. Because I got to, like, try to keep up with their wardrobe. It's like every time they go out, they got all brand new shit on. All brand new shit. So when I show up with my white version of brand new, which is, you know, I basically, I ironed the shit, right? I ironed it, right? It's new. They just start trashing me. I can't keep up with them, man. They got, like, 58 pairs of sneakers. Ever notice that? Like, every color of Timberland. And I don't give a shit what color their shirt is. They got a pair of shoes to match it and a hat. It's like a rule or something. They're the worst. Even when you wear some new shit, there's like some sort of rule that you gotta like space out the amount of time with which like that you wear it. Cause God forbid you wear the same shirt within a 10 day period, one of them's gonna notice. All of a sudden just look at you funny like, this motherfucker got the same shit he had on last Tuesday. And then the whole car's like, oh shit. Then everybody just starts making fun of your clothes. First they do the math, like, what was that, five days ago? Five days, this mother got five shirts. <laughs> he got five shirts. They should break down. Yo, his first shirt be saying Monday. Next be saying Tuesday. Yo, on the weekend, he ain't be wearing no shirt. I'll tell you, that's actually funny. You know what? That's actually how, uh, how I judge black guys now. But after 10 years of living in the sea, this is how I narrow it down. Well, the black dude scares me now. Black dudes with dirty sneakers scare the shit out of me. No. I figured out my head, because I know from hanging out with him. So I think, you know, if his sneakers are f***ed up, that means his life is f***ed up. Every time he leaves his building, the whole neighborhood, oh, shit! Pushcapradio.com in Dallas and Fort Worth. Welcome to another episode of Shocker 401 in the main event with Jackie O. Happy Labor Day to one and all from PushCapRadios.com as well as KYBNRadio.com in Mountain View, California. Wanted to um, 
pay respects to the good Greg Leaks following a sad revelation a few days ago by reality TV star Nene Leaks of Real Housewives of Atlanta. Her husband Greg Leaks passed away. He was in the process of transitioning in his longtime battle with colon cancer and has now been confirmed that he unfortunately passed away two days ago at the age of 66 years old. Greg Leakes, the entrepreneurial husband of Real Housewives of Atlanta star Nene Leakes, Leakes died peacefully in his home Wednesday while surrounded by his family, according to multiple outlets. Greg's death was confirmed by way of a family representative off of TMZ. And said today the Leaks family is in deep pain with a broken heart after a long battle with the cancer. Greg Leaks had passed away peacefully in his home surrounded by all his kids and loved ones and his wife Nene Leaks. Now, they were saying that we ask that you pray for peace and strength over their family and allow them to mourn in private during this very difficult time. And uh, Greg Leaks' battle with uh, cancer was an ongoing topic of discussion. During Nene Leak's time on The Real Housewives of Atlanta. That's how we kind of found out what was going on with him. Now, the pair were married in 1997. And aside from a brief divorce in 2011, they've been living together happily since reconciling in 2013. You know, they had a son, Brent Leaks. He was taking things hard, which is to be expected. And he put up on Instagram that you should spend time with your loved ones every chance you get. And also adding time is so very valuable. No word yet from NeNe Leakes herself. But we would like to send her and her whole family prayer for strength and, you know, just to be with them in this time. You know, I'm not into reality shows like that, Real Housewives of Atlanta, things of that nature. But, you know, NeNe Leakes was a force. On Real Housewives of Atlanta. When it first started, I'd watch a few episodes with Jackie O. But yeah, just wanted to send our thoughts and prayers to Nene Leakes and her family. Time now for your pushcapradio.com celebrity birthdays. Celebrity birthdays this week, September 6th, Labor Day. My cousin Charmin Martin Davis. From Gary, Indiana. She resides down here in beautiful Dallas, Fort Worth, in North Richland Hills. She'll be blue years old. Actor Idris Elba, September 6th, turns 49. Rapper Foxy Brown will be 43. Soul singer Macy Gray, remember her in uh, Training Day with Dang on uh, Denzel Washington? She played the hell out that part. Macy Gray turns 54. And September 6th, singer CeCe Peniston will be 52 years old. September 7th, rapper Easy e born 1964, died March 26th of 1995 at the age of 30. September 7th, he would have been 58 years old. Comedian Leslie Jones turns 54. Soul singer Gloria Gaynor will be 78 years old. September 8th, pop singer Pink turns 42. Rapper Wiz Khalifa will be 34. Politician Bernie Sanders feel the burn. Bernie Sanders will be 80 years old. Radio host Big Boy from Big Boy's Neighborhood Radio out there in L.A. He'll be 52. September 8th, actor Lorenz Tate turns 46. Rapper Slim Thug will be 41. Chumley 
from the TV show Pawn Stars will be 39 years old. I think old chum on his way to the pokey. September 9th, actor Adam Sandler will be 55. September 10th, rapper Big Daddy Kane turns 53. Jazz musician Deborah Laws will be 65. And jazz musician Roy Ayers will be 83, 81 years old. Now, September 11th, Saturday. We'll get into September a little later in the program. But September 11th, the very beautiful Taraji P. Henson turns 51. And Lola Falana will be 79 years old. If this week is your birthday, I'd like to wish a happy birthday to one and all out there. And hope that you enjoy your special day. Don't know if you saw the guy on um, social media who had made these neckties out of a damn deuce. He's a South African designer named Daniel Ingo Benning, and he's apologizing to those that he thinks he's offended with his collection of rope ties that, uh, that resemble news. His viral Facebook post showcased his collection of rope ties, which yielded mostly confusion and criticism on social media. Now, he's 26 years old, so he created the Daniels Rope Ties, which is only sold in South Africa. Say he created the ties back there in uh, 2018. He said, I thought, what is something new that has never been done in fashion? He said, in consideration in creating his brand. His thought processes was, can the same rope that has been used to take someone's life be used for a better purpose? Can the same object be used in a different way? Now, I don't know where he thought that a necktie that looks like a damn noose was going to be flying off the shelf, you know? But um, he said a resident refers to the, the accessory as a rope of honor. Now, how in the hell did you come up with that? See, these people, that's why they tell y'all skin folk ain't kin folk. You understand what I'm saying? All skin folk ain't kin folk. They did not go through what we as ADOS, American descendants of slaves, went through in this country in dealing with a noose. Over there, they probably weren't hanging too many people <laughs> in South Africa, I guess, you know. And to me, it was it, it was just stupid. Wish I could show you the picture. Of course, you can just go Google it. Sometimes you have to do the work. Can't do everything for you and hold your hand. But yeah, man, made a made a necktie out of, out of damn nooses, made a noose out of neckties. However. And you got the nerve to call it a rope of honor. This this this, this is horrible. But when you haven't experienced anything, you don't you don't feel the repercussions from that. Again, here in America, being ADOS, we went through that. Do you realize at all that when they were hanging black men back in the day, they were hanging the business owners? I'm sure every now and again that they would grab some just regular schmo but basically it was hanging dang on business owners i recall a story that i read where there were three brothers one was a dentist one owned a car dealership and one owned a grocery store this was in 1940 and they were out playing golf one day and were accosted by them folk 
wound up killing them, hanging them. It certainly was not a damn rope of honor. So why do you think that they hung the business owners? First thing I can tell you, it's definitely jealousy. Because in most instances, the black folk weren't bringing you their money. Imagine where the one brother's car dealership would have been today for his family. His descendants. Okay. He could be CarMax today. Imagine the brother that owned the grocery store. What would have happened with his business today? He probably would have been Walmart. The other brother was a dentist. Who knows where his practice would be today? You see, back in the day, I've told this story before. Back in the day, these people, again, were were, were just totally jealous. Now, the way I understand the story is that in Oklahoma for Tulsa, that they got along peacefully with the Indians and the white people there. It's when they struck oil in Oklahoma that people start coming from other places for jobs and opportunities and whatnot. They were from Mississippi and Alabama and whatnot, and they just couldn't believe these black people were living this well. See, black folk didn't go to Mr. Charlie's store. Black folk went to Mr. Brown's store. Mr. Charlie still got to feed his family. So one night, Mr. Charlie and his buddies ride out to Mr. Brown's place. Uh, Mr. Brown perhaps lived over the top of the store with his family. Drug him out, killed him, burned his stuff down. Jealousy. How these niggas living better than me? Houses were better. Churches were better. Neighborhoods were better. And that's why they came in and did what they did, fam. Jealousy on the one hand. And the inopportunity to make things happen in your life predicated on your skin color just because you white, fam. We all human. If you stupid, you stupid. You don't know how to make it in life or make it in the world. That's your problem. And that is what that come from. When we come back on the bangingest thing on your urban internet radio dial, Labor Day, we'll get into that, how it came about. You know, September 11th is this Saturday. And... Texas abortions. We're going to break that down. You know, Dog the Bounty Hunter was out here on that BS mine talking about he had the pass to say the N-word. Banging this thing on your urban internet radio dial. Celebrating Labor Day of 2021. I watched the Notre Dame game on yesterday, and I was just amazed at all the people packed in that stadium. Am I the only one who still thinks that a pandemic is going on? Or am, 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 am I just dreaming? Okay. Shaka one in the main event with Jack Yo. Syndicated through KYBNRadios.com in Mountain View, California. Banging this thing in the urban internet radio game. PushGapRadios.com. Hey, don't keep us a secret. Dallas, baby. Most satisfying way to enjoy your radio today is through your computer. PushGapRadio.com changing the way you listen to radio. We the business. Never average, never mediocre. We're online, on point, and on the money. 
Pushgapradio.com. Messages off, music on. Pushgapradio.com. Black media that's relevant to you. We're going to turn now to those arrests in that fake vaccination card scandal. Fifteen people are now charged with buying and selling forged cards. And prosecutors in Manhattan say if you were willing to pay extra, the suspects could even falsify official state immunization records. Here's Iowa News reporter Kimberly Richardson. Swimwear wasn't the only pawn she dabbled in on Instagram. Social media influencer Jasmine Clifford called herself anti-vax mama and through this site allegedly advertised and ultimately sold roughly 250 fake COVID-19 vaccination cards. The buyers are some working in frontline and essential employee settings, including hospitals and nursing homes, all looking for a way to cut corners during COVID. Officials say this This group paid Clifford $200 per bogus card. And by the way, when there's a fake vaccination card, that means someone has committed a very serious crime. Literally, that could lead to prison time for anyone. Clifford didn't stop there, pay an additional $250, and the 31-year-old from New Jersey would then allegedly reach out to her co-conspirator who worked here at North Ocean Medical Group in Patchogue, Long Island. Nadezia Barkley had direct access to New York State's official vaccine database, which is linked to the Excelsior Pass, a digital certificate of vaccination. Authorities say it at least 10 times, Barkley entered buyer's information into that database. Now, all involved, Clifford, Barkley, and all the buyers are charged in a scheme, officials say, dates back to May of this year. This is something we've never seen before. We've seen it in the dark web, but we've never seen it just broadly offered to the general public like it is right now. Demand for these fake cards is soaring as more require proof of vaccination. But buyer beware, handing over your personal information leads you wide open to possible identity theft. This like this. Yeah. 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 Ford won in the main event with me, Jackie Up. Heard exclusively on Pushcap Radio. Get a true in Dallas and Fort Worth. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. It's Labor Day, and uh, I don't know what you're going to do today. Are you going to barbecue? Are you going to go hang around crowds? Okay, because again, like I just told you, am I the only one who still thinks a pandemic is going on? I see people flying. I see people going to concerts. Football stadiums are packed. Um, I just can't do it. I don't trust it. I don't trust the jab. I already told you that. I don't trust it. You never gave a damn about my people. You've always treated us like crap. I'm referring to the black community. And you wonder why they're anti-vaxxers or people who have no desire to take your shot. You've messed over people for years, decades, centuries in this country. But I'm supposed to trust you now. I've seen people on social media sitting here talking about, well, you know, you that was back in the day. That was so old. Like they tell you to forget about slavery. But this Saturday, we're remembering September 11th. In December, we remember Pearl Harbor. Never forget. But when it comes to slavery, oh, 
S-shit-o, you should get over it. Labor Day is a federal holiday in the United States celebrated on the first Monday in September in any given year to honor and recognize the American labor movement and the works of contributions of laborers to the development and achievement of the United States. It is the Monday of the long weekend known as Labor Day. Beginning in the 19th century, as the trade union and labor movements grew, we'll get into labor unions a little later in the program. Trade unionists proposed that a day be set aside to celebrate labor. Labor Day was promoted by the Central Labor Union and the Knights of Labor, which organized the first parade in New York City. In 1987, Oregon was the first state of the United States to make an official public holiday. By the time it became an official federal holiday in 1894, 30 states in the U.S. officially celebrated Labor Day. Now, Canada has a Labor Day, but it's celebrated on the first Monday of September as well. More than 80 countries celebrate International Workers' Day on May 1st. Did you know that? The ancient European holiday of May Day. May Day was chosen by the Second International of Socialist and Communist Parties to commemorate the Haymarket Affair, which occurred in Chicago on May 4th. Of 1986, we were talking about the coronavirus taking the jab. You know, now they have the vaccination cards that they're pushing off on people and they're just trying to be divisive. They want the vaxxers to put pressure on the anti-vaxxers, as they're calling it. I'm not looking to take the shot. Again, I don't trust you. How do you think they came about with gynecology? That was your great-grandmama, your great-great-grandmama, your five-time great-grandmama. They practiced on her. No anesthesia. And they just clowned our people. The brothers thought they were getting a shot. They were shot up with syphilis. And you want me to believe now that I'm going to come down here. And take your shot. Now, a New Jersey woman calling herself the anti-vax mama on Instagram sold several hundred fake COVID-19 vaccination cards at $200 a pop. To New York City area jab dodgers, including people working in hospitals and nursing homes. She's facing two felony charges after selling over 200 fake cards through her Instagram page. I don't know how that works, but. Jasmine Clifford facing two felonies related to the scam, along with an additional misdemeanor conspiracy charge. Another woman also faces charges for entering the false records in the state of New York's immunization database. The 31-year-old Clifford was among 15 people charged in the vaccination card conspiracy. Among the group, 27-year-old Nadeza Barkley assisted Miss Clifford by entering at least 10 names into the aforementioned database by the way of her job at a medical clinic in New York. Clifford was selling the cards for 200 But for an extra 250 a second scammer would enter a bogus card buyer's name into the New York State's vaccination database, which feeds systems used to verify vaccine status at places they're required, you know, concerts, sporting events, restaurants. Now, Ms. Clifford was charged last Tuesday offering a false instrument, criminal possession of a forged document and conspiracy. 
her alleged co-conspirator, did not enter a plea in an arraignment on last week. But you see what people are doing to go to the extent of not having to take the, take the jab. Necessity is the mother of invention. Now, these people are going to hurt themselves, I believe. Because you don't want people to come participate in anything. And, well, if you're not vaccinated, you can't come here. If you ain't got the shot, we don't want to serve you. You got doctors who don't want to treat you because you haven't had the shot. How come every time you turn around, you got to take, take more and more shots? Colleges and universities are requiring proof of COVID vaccination for students to attend in-person classes and have raised concerns about the easy availability of fraudulent cards. You heard in the soundbite, that's usually found on the dark web. Really don't understand why she would put something like that up. That's a federal crime, I believe. And made an owner of a... Uh, North California bar was arrested after authorities say he made he sold made to order fake COVID-19 vaccination cards for twenty dollars. She looked like he was undercutting himself. Miss Clifford had the game locked down. Two hundred dollars. He was selling them for twenty. Two tourists were arrested for allegedly using fake vaccine cards to go to Hawaii. Chuck Schumer. U.S. Senator from New York called on federal law enforcement agencies to target online sales of the fake cards. Would you get a fake card so that you're able to participate in? I don't know, various events and functions in America. Again, I'm not into that again. I just don't trust your vaccine. And I see all the reasons that you give. But do you notice that every time these people come to hell on television, it's another shot you have to take and the booster shot. Now they were talking about, I think, the Pfizer one. These people just don't care. <coughs> these people just don't care. Did anybody watch the Aretha Franklin biopic? We started watching it over the weekend and um, love Jennifer Hudson. It just wasn't as good as the first one with Cynthia Erivo. Got to give her that. Um, it just didn't have the pop to me. I didn't get all the way through it because at some point I, I kind of paused it. I, I guess I was looking for more. Now, I heard somebody was saying that Aretha Franklin chose Jennifer Hudson to play her. Somebody said that shit was pretty bad to the point. When Aretha sees her long-dead mom who snaps her back to her senses and said, that was stolen from Ray. Remember the movie, Ray? The greatness that was Jamie Foxx. Say, Marlon, say, Marlon Wayans played a second-rate Ike Turner. Now, can't nobody do Ike Turner now. Don't play. Yeah, that's only one Ike Turner, baby. Only one. But a lot of people were saying they didn't like it. They say, I'm not knocking the legend of Aretha Franklin, just the movie. They say this biopic adds absolutely nothing to the table. If you've seen the five heartbeats, what's love got to do with it? And the temptations and rain. 
then you already seen this movie. See, I know Jennifer Hudson can sing and sing beautifully, but Aretha was another singer entirely. I would have rather used Aretha's voice on the songs instead of Jennifer. And this movie copied from the handbook of every biopic about a singer ever made. It seems like all the biopics are about black people. You ever notice that? That's weird to me. Johnny Cash. I saw his years ago. But it seems like all of the dangong. I don't know. All, all, the, all the biopics about musicians tend to be black people. I just don't understand that. Maybe we're just more interesting, huh? <clears throat> Told you a couple of shows ago. That if a spaceship pulled up here in America and they told the black people to get on board, we got you your own land. I promise you the U.S. ain't finna let you go. They don't like you, but they ain't finna let you go. Like I've expressed before. Black people make it pop around here. If we don't say it's cool, it's not cool. Look when they get a new television station. What do they run? The black shows. So they can get their weight up. Okay? And then as soon as they get their weight up, here comes Dawson Creek and whatever those little frivolous little shows are. We got to quit making these people boom mine and start getting our own to make it pop. When we come back, there's a nurse and teacher shortage going on. We'll explain that. Also, expanded unemployment is about to end. We'll deal with that. And Texas abortions. They have a new law out for that. Shocker 401 in the main event with Jackie O on PushGapRadios.com. Dallas, baby. PushGapRadio.com. The P. Diddy of Urban Internet Radio. This is Kimbla Harden from Dallas, Texas, and I listen to the new PushGatRadio.com, pushing hip-hop and R&B from back in the gap. PushGatRadio.com, Dallas, baby. I feel like every station you listen to is playing the same songs, petty nonsense, doing the same thing. Over and over and then over again. We can't tell the difference. Money and bling this and dollar bill that is insulting. The consolidation of uh, radio overall. That's kind of compromised. Black radio. I hate the radio now. Nobody's talking about it. Much more pressing issues that we probably could discuss. You're gonna get what's coming to you yet. And if somebody didn't plan it, then I don't know how it happened. Pushgapradio.com is next generation radio. <laughs> The early half of the 20th century saw a rapid rise in labor union membership. But today, only about one-eighth of American workers belong to them. What happened to the American Union? Labor unions began as a way for the common worker to achieve collective bargaining power against employers for higher wages, safer conditions, and better hours. Some unions, such as the Industrial Workers of the World, were focused not only on those goals, but also in creating a united working class. Others, known as bread and butter unions, were solely focused on achieving better conditions. Picket lines around 100 plants. A union's collective power was often enforced in the form of a strike. 
a practice still common today among public school teachers and transportation workers. Workers would band together and agree not to work until employers gave in to their demands. In the early days, these strikes could turn into violent riots. Today, most unions settle conditions directly with the companies. Through striking and negotiating, unions were able to achieve many victories for its workers. Today, sectors like public education and auto industries are heavily unionized, but many other private sector jobs no longer have a large union influence. The decline of unions may also be tied to larger changes in the global economy. Some industries have seen jobs move overseas or be replaced by automation, and with that came the loss of many unionized jobs. Attitudes towards unions may have also contributed to their decline. Many people began to think that unions were economically inefficient and that they hindered growth. And unionized labor that requires higher pay pushed companies to find work elsewhere to stay competitive. But that doesn't mean unions are no longer influential. Organized labor recently helped raise the stagnant minimum wage in several cities. Whether unions will disappear or make a comeback, their influence on the American workforce will carry on for years to come. In Dallas and Fort Worth, we're just talking about COVID. <clears throat> no, there's a new variant out now. Call it the Mu variant, also known as MU. Part of, depending on what part of the country you're from, is <laughs> how you pronounce it. The Mu variant, also known as B1621, was first discovered in South America. The World Health Organization has categorized the moose strain as a variant of interest. Found that the variant has a constellation of mutations that indicate potential properties of immune escape. What does that mean? Mean your damn vaccine don't work. This thing keeps matriculating into something else. These people can't keep up. That's why I keep saying they don't know what the hell they're talking about. As I just stated, it means that it also showed the potential of neutralizing the capacities of antibodies from either a previous COVID-19 illness or vaccine. That means it's not yet known if it will be able to provide the protections that a vaccine or previous illness provides. Again, it was discovered in Colombia in January. You got 40 million people that's got the Rona. You notice they always want to tell you it's the unvaccinated that are spreading the COVID. How is that possible? Do you think the COVID gives a damn whether you're vaccinated or not? You take the shot. It's not the fact that you will never get COVID. It's the fact that you won't be as sick. How's that working out for you? One in five is kids getting the COVID because they got to get these daycares open. That's what I call the schools. You got to get them open so that you can get these people back to work. It is truly 
Truly sad. Unions play an important role in promoting worker health and safety. As the COVID-19 crisis began, unionized workers were more likely to have access to personal protective equipment and paid sick days. Throughout the crisis, unions fought for strong worker protections on the job to reduce the spread of COVID and get this economy going again. That's why you got to get, get them kids back in school. Support for unions is very high. Americans' labor laws make it extremely difficult for workers to organize unions and win collective bargaining. See, back in the day, our parents and grandparents were in unions. I'm from Gary, Indiana. Steel mill town. Steel mills from Chicago all the way south Bend, Indiana. People had unions for a better work life. But then again, Ronald Reagan started tearing that down in the 80s. The Protecting the Right to Organize Act, the PRO Act, which is called, which has now passed the House of Representatives, is waiting to be heard in the Senate, which changed the fact that it's hard to organize unions. The PRO Act would create stronger remedies, expanding bargaining rights and putting the decision over whether or not to join a union in the hands of the worker. Notice what these people have done. I wrote a rap song years ago called All Politicians. I used the track from Talking Outside of Your Neck by Cameo. Love that freaking song. But it goes, the wars and the jobs are overseas, but yet they still turn to us with their political needs. But I don't think that we can get their consent to import someone to run the government. Now, I had this thing. I had this thing on my Facebook page, right? And it was hysterical to me. I I, I posted it. I'm not too fond of Facebook, but I went ahead. I went ahead and tossed this one up. It was saying that it's, it's hard for people that are... 70 and 80 years old, they are generally regarded as unemployable due to mental decline and skill mismatch. Yet they're running the country. Sleepy Joe, Nancy Pelosi, Mitch McConnell, all these old bastards. You should be home. Why is an 80 year old running the country? Hmm? But anyway, back to unions. Many workers at the bottom have received raises over the last year. A growing body of evidence finds that policies which improve wages and family incomes help reduce racial disparities while having long-term positive effects on a wide range of social outcomes. Unions. See, the unions were tore down because of the business owners. Again, what is your biggest overhead in running a business? Labor. So if I can get you to take a reduction in pay and then work the crap out of you, then that's what I'm looking to do. I can't cut costs really anywhere else. Who are the people going under? Hmm? The people going under are the people with the small businesses and whatnot. We're lazy. We're apathetic. We don't want to work. Though the government sent us home. But we're lazy and don't want to damn work. Those of you of a certain age, you've been working since you were a child. Again, my brother and I, as eight and seven years old, respectfully, had paper route. Hmm? Shoveled snow to make money. Seven, eight, nine, ten years old. 
These people are losing. The reason their businesses are booming and bringing in record profits is because they ain't paying you shit. But you're lazy because you don't want to come save their company. Think about it. If you have a small business, two, three stores or whatever, then you probably have a nice house and a nice car and take great vacations. But what's going to happen now? You're going to go under because you want to pay me seven fifty an hour, $10 an hour and think I'm supposed to live on that. Okay. It's sad. And to be honest with you, totally honest with you, think about this. In February 2020, the average cost of rent was $1,468 a month. For that to cost less than a quarter of your income, as suggested, you need to make roughly $5,887 a month. For a 40-hour work week, that's $36.79 an hour. The minimum wage is $7.25. People don't care. They just want you to come work for them and do their bidding. They want you to help them out, and you ain't about crap because you don't want to take them slave wages. Now, the jobs report came out. It's showing a complicated picture for workers. Only added 235,000 jobs in August, despite near record vacancies. Now, hourly wages are going up, but hold off before calling it a labor shortage. I saw one guy was talking about, well, we 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 trying to open up four more uh, establishments and, you know, we can't get people to work. Here's a novel idea. Why don't you open up two establishments and take the money for the other two and pay your people? You see, it's always about you. What you need, what you have to have. Now, some employers are experiencing difficulty filling jobs as the economy begins to recover from the pandemic. That's just part of the pitch. Labor shortage means there aren't enough workers. And that's not the case. You got 10 million vacancies and 8 million people that are unemployed because you know that the unemployment is ending this week. So while there are plenty of workers available, there are far fewer available, willing and able to work at the current wages being offered. In other words, it's not that demand for workers is too high, it's that the wages are too damn low. Who wants to work for that? A lot of people, when they were laid off, if they were smart, they took the stimmy and they upgraded their skills. Looked at a story of one guy, he went into cybersecurity took some of his stimmy and took an online course he worked in a restaurant three kids and a wife live in New York so they asked him why the restaurants are open up why aren't you going back man so he could barely pay his bills he's got a family just like the guy who owns the business but you want me to come and work for these slave wages Now, the the pandemic has made the economic situation for low-wage workers more dire. But typical workers' pay has been growing very slowly over the last 40 years. You know that. The reality is that since 1997, the gap between pay and worker productivity has widened significantly, with productivity growing 62% over this period. Listen, nobody wants them crappy jobs. 
You done sent the jobs overseas. Now you talking about AI and, 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 and robots, right? Well, where they at? See, your thing is, you were going to replace us when you were ready. And then the ancestors came along. Replace us now. Hmm? Replace us now. Why you think they letting all these immigrants into the country to do the jobs that Americans don't want to do because they ain't paying that? And all the good jobs is overseas. Again, and the jobs where you're doing technical things, computer things, they're importing these people from China and India. You're not getting the job. It's truly sad. Banging this thing on your urban internet radio dial. When we come back, we're going to discuss the new Texas abortion laws, my. Show you how far these people are out of touch. Rough laws for abortion, but gun laws are just out there. Chaka 401 in the main event, KYBNRadio.com. Bang this combination in the game. Dallas, baby. Hey, this is Scott Moran. It's not just the brothers that listen to PushCapRadio.com. For the hottest new show in the Metroplex, it's Shackleford 1 in the main event on PushCapRadio.com. Hamilton Park, Dallas, Fort Worth. Dallas, baby. PushCapRadio.com. See, they don't do stuff like that. I don't put anything past them. Because, see, these people are desperate right now. Y'all see what they're doing down in Texas. In Texas, boy, they slipped in that abortion law where women in Texas, you can't get an abortion if you, the minute you get a heartbeat, the fetus, if it gets a heartbeat, no abortion. Abortion's illegal. And they've deputized people to follow women around. If you go to an abortion clinic or if they take you out of state for an abortion, the Uber driver can get sued. The transportation company can get sued. If women are sneaking around trying to get illegal abortions, they're deputizing the public to find out who they are. It's real right now. They're doing this in Texas right now. This is because, listen, the white supremacist numbers are dwindling right now. And they always try to put that abortion thing on black folks, on black women. A lot of white women be getting these abortions, and that's the problem. Let's be clear. They don't give a damn about no black woman getting no abortion. It's all these white women who's getting abortions. That's the problem. They want to stop the white women from getting the abortions what you have you got a lot of white women out here who on who are on meth and they be out here doing some strange for some change out on the streets giving up the sweets giving up plenty for a 20 giving a hummer for a hundred so they get knocked up they be out here having trick babies getting a getting knocked up by their tricks or whoever and they be getting abortions or the white woman be out here having a little college fling, having the, the Negro football team run a train on her. She gets knocked up. She gets that abortion, and, you know, nobody knows. So these white women be getting these abortions left and right. And that's what they want to stop. So they're going to have to stop that. They need some white babies out here. These white numbers are looking bad. These numbers are dwindling right now. Damn that. Y'all better start having some white babies out here. Pushcapradio.com in Dallas and Fort Worth. Research shows that our walking speed is affected by the person we're walking with. 
For instance, men tend to slow down pace by an average of 7% when walking with the female they are romantically interested in. Women walking together move the slowest and men walking with male friends walk the fastest. That's something interesting to know. In 1999, Philip Morris Cigarette Company tried to convince the government of the Czech Republic that smoking is highly beneficial for the country, as more people would die earlier, thus letting the government save millions on pensions and other expenses allotted toward elderly citizens. See, the people don't care. They don't care. Yeah, they're thinking these people give a damn about you. They don't. It's just sad. Abortion law in Texas just come out. So in Texas, a woman can get more prison time for having an abortion than a man would get for rape. That's crazy. Another deal. If a man can impregnate nine females every nine days for nine months, that's 2,430 pregnancies. If one female can only get pregnant once, even if she sleeps with nine men every day within nine months, one pregnancy. So birth control is being placed on the wrong gender. And science is making pills for the wrong person. Interesting fact. Just wanted to drop that on you real quick. New Texas abortion laws pushes women to out-of-state clinics. Even before a strict abortion ban took effect in Texas last week, clinics in neighboring states were fielding growing numbers of calls from women desperate for options. An Oklahoma clinic has received more than double its number of typical inquiries. Two-thirds are from Texas. Another clinic in Kansas is anticipating patient increase up to 40% based on calls from women in Texas. The Texas law allowed to stand in a decision on last Thursday by the U.S. Supreme Court bans abortions once medical professionals can detect cardiac activity, typically around six weeks. In a highly unusual twist, enforcement will be done by private citizens who can sue anyone they believe is violating the law. You can sue the person who drove you to the abortion clinic. Weird, huh? Traveling for an abortion may be impossible for women who would struggle to find child care or take time off from work. And for those without legal U.S. status along Texas's southern border, traveling to an abortion clinic also entails the risk of getting stopped at a checkpoint. This law is for white women. I already explained to you on a show a week or two back. White folks numbers are down globally. Worldwide. You just heard the soundbite, Tariq Nasheed. People don't give a crap whether Mexicans or, 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 or black women get no abortion. It's for white women. Because your numbers are down. Probably hung out with Pookie and Ray Ray Nim from the football team while you was in college and let them bang you like a drum. So, any number of reasons, but the abortion is to stop white women because the population is dwindling. See what they don't tell you and what you learn listening to pushgapradios.com? Now, Fun Texas Choice is among the groups seeking to expand a network that helps women in Texas and other places with restrictive abortion laws in their pregnancies in other states. 
It has seen a lot more women reaching out. You got old Greg Abbott and them down here. He's the governor of Texas. Say women have been increasingly seeking out state abortions as Republic legislatures and governors have passed even tighter abortion laws, particularly in the South. 276,000 women terminated their pregnancies outside their home state between 2012 and 2017. And this trend seems to have accelerated over the past years. So if black women are having kids, why are we always still just 13% of the population? Does anyone ever ask themselves that question? How long have we been 13%, 12% since the 1600s, nigga? Come on now. It's just sad. And now you're trying to take control over women's bodies. Why isn't it that the women are not in charge of dealing with abortion and pregnancy and women's problem? What the hell does a man have to do with that? Hmm? What? You're not a woman. So why are you making choices for a female? Hmm? It's just stupid, man. It's just freaking stupid. For more than a year, American experimented with a much larger social safety net than it ever has before. After the world and economy shut down in March of 2020, former President Donald Trump signed into law programs put forward by House Speaker Nancy Pelosi with her old ass. Senate Majority Leader at the time, Mitch McConnell, with his old ass to funnel billions of dollars in support of impacted Americans. A pandemic necessitated a helping hand like we've never seen before. And that's my thing. Everybody's lazy, but no one wants to think back 18 months ago that you sent us home. Mm? Now, people got several rounds of the stimmy. Unemployment insurance was massively beefed up. See, Trump was willing to give you the money. Now, he did. Trump did try to strong arm you in November when he said that when he get reelected, he going to send out more stimmy. Okay. People aren't ready to go back out there like that. How you got 40 million people with the COVID and children catching the COVID is on the rise yet. We're not discussing that. Oh, that's right. The dang on vaccine supposed to handle all that. Hmm. But where has it gotten us? Schools are going to shut down again. Another lockdown is coming. These people just trying to cover it up. Putting a bandaid on a gunshot wound. I told you earlier about people getting the STEMI has allowed them to gain new skills. Now, 27-year-old Daniel Miller filed for unemployment insurance in March of last year after his employer, a restaurant in Philadelphia, temporarily closed its doors. The $300 weekly boost to his state benefits, coupled with six months of rent relief, enabled him to save $5,000 and pay off his credit cards. The extra time also allowed Miller to enroll in a full-time online political science bachelor's program at Penn State. Hmm? Say he hadn't figured out what he wanted to do with his life. 
because he was spending so much time and effort trying to keep his head above water, always at that damn job. Two seventy-five an hour plus tips. Say at the federal support, it fundamentally changed his life for the better. He had plans to attend law school in the fall. You think the restaurant in Philadelphia wants the good Mr. Miller to go to law school? They want his ass to come in here and serve these people for them so they can make money and they can send their kids to school and they can go on vacation and they can buy a new car. Like a joke, I recall. Where this guy owned this business and he bought, he had a new Ferrari. So one of his workers comes up and says, boss, that's beautiful, man. That is a gorgeous car. The boss say, yep, if you work hard and you stay loyal and you keep your nose to the grindstone and you keep working it out day by day, my friend, then I can buy a new one next year. See, that's the mindset. Some people, it's more than just money getting the STEMI and being laid off. 70-year-old Nancy Allen is a substitute teacher and tutor in Ohio. She had already officially retired, but before the pandemic was working both jobs in conjunction with Social Security benefits to make ends meet. She lost both. Says she's on a federal program that expands how long workers can receive benefits. So she'd be one of the 7.5 million that lose their benefits this week in September. If you were smart with the STEMI, you upgraded your skills. If not, then you didn't. So maybe you have to go back to that same crappy job that you left that you didn't like while you were there anyway. Now, Miss Allen says it's not a matter of her not working. She was looking forward to just going back to work in the fall. And now with this pandemic spreading through the Delta variants, the Mu variant, they may not even have school in the fall. Like she said, what is she supposed to do? People don't care. Now, how many times I got to tell you these people don't care. But again, they're going to get these people to holler at you, the vaccinated, to go against the anti-vaxxers. Divide and conquer. That's how they got the black community. Young against old. <coughs> male against female. Light skin against dark skin. Have y'all been watching the crate, the milk crate challenge? That is so damn stupid. One of the latest viral trends on social media where you are seeing and descend a makeshift pyramid of unsecured milk crates. Now, I would think that perhaps that perhaps your damn health insurance premium should go up. Just for the stupidity. You're at risk of falling, hitting your head, breaking an arm, anything. You can become paralyzed, but, you know, the youngsters don't care about that. It's all about social media, living that fake life, Mike. These people don't care. Bring your ass in here, work this crappy job that I got, and your other problems are your own. Get you a second job if you need to make ends meet. Hmm? People don't care about you. You're going to take the stimmy, but the economy is not back to where it should be. You know what it is? Your ass is losing money. 
We don't care about the American worker. Time for labor unions. And you heard that here at PushGapRadios.com. Banging this thing in the Urban Internet Radio Game. Syndicated through KYBNRadio.com in Mountain View, California. Hottest thing in the game. Wake up, P-Town! Well, guess what? You just shocked number one. I'm telling it. On your internet radio dial. That's right, and I'm going to keep on telling it. Shocking forward one in the main event. Some of it you're going to like. Only on Pushcap Radio. Some of it you ain't. Dot com. It's Dallas, baby. Wake up! And speaking of Texas, y'all boy, Dog the Bounty Hunter. And I say Texas because Dog the Bounty Hunter, he was talking about his racism he was on entertainment tonight and he was talking about when he went to prison how he got a pass for saying the n-word and he left out that he went to prison for killing a black man down there in texas by the way let me play this clip of dog the bounty hunter see they they keep trying to redeem dog the bounty hunter but dog the bounty hunter this dude went on a damn anti-black rant years ago just saying nigga 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 just going off with nigga 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 i'm talking about with the hard er this wasn't hip-hop nigga he was saying he was saying white supremacist dirt bag crystal meth style hold on listen to him when achilles healed because i used the wrong word well let me ask you about that 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 moment 15 years ago and yes. they got and they got the the black reporter here going along with it come on brother that phone call with your son correct you were using language and over six times during that call you used the n-word yes sir why were you using that word so freely well i thought i had a pass in the black tribe to use it kind of like eminem who gave you the pass the brothers who are the brothers i had just you know, gotten out of prison in 1979 after spending time in 18 months in Texas, and it was probably three quarters from the black tribe. So that was a word that we used uh, back and forth uh, as maybe a compliment. Nobody gave this fool a pass. That's a damn lie. Nobody from the black tribe gave this dude no pass to say niggers, niggers, niggers. Eminem don't even say it like Eminem don't use nigga on record. Now, Eminem got caught on some private recordings and he got checked for that using the N word. See, they they try to hide behind Eminem to try to make it a hip hop thing. No, Eminem got checked hard for that little racist rant he went on back in the day. No, Eminem don't have a pass to say nigga. Shaka 4-1 in the main event with Jackie O. We're internet famous, just not real life hot. We're pushcapradio.com. It's going down, baby. Dallas. The Shaka Foot 1 and the main event show. Where were you? During the Corona, Corona, Corona crisis. Hmm? Bridging the gap between old school and new school radio. It's the reinvention of pushcapradios.com. Shaka 4-1 in the main event. KYBNradio.com. It's the hottest combination in the internet radio game. Pushcapradio.com. Hamilton Park, Dallas, Fort Worth. It's Dallas, baby. Hey, Dog the Bounty Hunter. Boy, boy, 
boy. This idiot. Now, reality star dog to Bounty Hunter claimed he was given a pass to use the N-word by his brothers in prison. In an interview with Entertainment Tonight's Kevin Frazier, the reality star, whose real name is Dwayne Chapman, said, I thought I had a pass in the black tribe to use it. Kind of like Eminem. I thought I had a pass in the black tribe to use it, the reality star told Kevin Frazier. And Frazier asked him, who gave you a pass? Dog responded, the brothers. So he thought he had a pass to use it. So he was given the pass by his nigger brothers in prison. Sad, huh? Like Frazier asked him, who are the brothers? Dog said he had just got out of prison in 79 after spending time, 18 months, in Texas. And said it was probably three-fourths from the black tribe. You know, he killed a black man. Hmm? Remember the ramp he went on with his son? His son was dating a black girl. But you're not racist. Now, Dog says to say a racist name doesn't qualify to make you a racist. He also claims he's more than 30% Apache. And it has never been a racist. Frazier asked him, who was the brothers? Give me some names. Okay. He couldn't tell you. Now, he said the word was used back and forth as a compliment. But again, he's saying nigger, not nigga. Okay. There's a difference. Now, on his show, Dog the Bounty Hunter, the production and airing of the show on A&E stopped in November of 2009 after Dog's son, Tucker, who had a black girlfriend, sold the National Enquirer an audio tape of his dad using the N-word more than six times in a conversation. Remember that? It resumed again back in 08. Now, his daughter, Bonnie, said that her dad was cheating on her mom and some more stuff, fam. She said he's a racist and homophobic. Said she can't defend him. Again, say that he frequently cheated on her mom. Beth Chapman, who died in 2019 of throat cancer, he's since been remarried two years after her death. She said he'd cheat on his, her mom all the time. Dog is a damn racist. I believe it. He a damn racist. Girl said her mom was a shining light in a void. And she can no longer watch someone diminish her light with his hatred. Dog said his daughter's being brainwashed. You're a racist bastard, dog. I have seen your show. Whether in stand-up form or featured on film, the art of mastering comedic prowess is a skill reserved for only a select set of kings and queens that have made a career out of telling jokes. Doesn't hurt that some of the best the genre's ever seen also happen to be black. ADOS. I don't say African-American. Of ADOS descent. Now... From the wild, unfiltered days of pioneers like Red Fox and Richard Pryor, the latter funny man is considered to be the greatest comedian of all time by many critics and fans alike. To the new school jokesters like Kevin Hart and Tiffany Haddish, don't really care for Kevin Hart. Not funny to me. Him and Snoop on the Olympics was hysterical. Love that. So here's a list of 20 of the best comedians in the business. I didn't put them in any order. I just 
took their list. Now, some people are in some spots, I don't think, but hey, we will get into that. Now, number 20 is Martin Lawrence. From his legendary namesake 90 sitcom to a countless number of starring roles in comedy films, Martin Lawrence has extended his stand-up career unlike any other comedian before or after him. Number 19, Eddie Murphy. Whether you know him as Dr. Doolittle or Beverly Hills Cop, the Nutty Professor, Eddie Murphy is proof that he can constantly keep us laughing in any way, shape, or form. I'm already offended. You got Eddie Murphy, Martin Lawrence, under Kevin Hart. Get out of here. Number 18, Red Fox. Number 17, Chris Rock. He recently took a turn to horror by revamping the Saw series with 2021 Spiral. Don't know if you've seen that. Number 16, The Great Dave Chappelle. Number 15, Richard Pryor. Many comedians, regardless of what race they are, owe their careers to Pryor. Most wouldn't argue with you for calling him the GOAT, including many of the pros featured on this list. Number 14, Monique. Number 13, D.L. Hughley. He had to grow on me in the beginning. D.L. wasn't that funny to me. Number 12, Bernie Mac. An icon that we lost far too soon. Bernie Mac will be remembered forever for his unabashed way of turning his family woes into relatable jokes that still have us cracking up over a decade after his death. Number 11 is Kevin Hart. Don't know how in the hell you put Kevin Hart at number 11 and Dave Chappelle at number damn 16. It's an insult. Number 10 is Wanda Sykes. I love Wanda Sykes. Steve Harvey at number nine. Said he'll soon be taking on TV judge duties. Steve Harvey's place as a certified king of comedy will never be questioned. Steve wasn't that funny on Kings of Comedy. That's why his ass was the host. Steve, Steve, Steve Harvey ain't funny like that. But I listened to Steve Harvey before I listened to Kevin Hart. Or bought a ticket. If I had to buy a ticket to one or the other, it wouldn't be Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart's just not funny to me. I, I, I don't mean to keep dwelling on that. Number nine, Steve Harvey. Number eight, Chris Tucker. When it comes to Chris Tucker, it's all in his hand, in his heart to miss voice. You can close your eyes and immediately be able to pinpoint his iconic stand-up skills. Number seven, Whoopi Goldberg. Number six is Cedric the Entertainer. The old school flair of Cedric's comedy is a core of his overall delivery, which tends to feel like hearing jokes from the funniest uncle in your fam. Funniest joke Cedric the Entertainer said to me is, um, white people hope and black people wish. You go into a baseball game, white folks say, I hope no one's in our seats. Black people go into the game say, I wish a nigga would be in my seat. All right, number six is Cedric the Entertainer. Some more at number five. I love some more. She is hysterical to me. So they want me to quit saying the word nigga. But if I quit using the word nigga, how will I explain nigga shit? Number four, Keevan Ivory Wayans. Debates on who's the funniest within that family, my. See, they beat Marlon Wayans down for playing Ike Turner. Okay, Lawrence Fishburne, you ain't gonna never find a better Ike than Lawrence Fishburne, fam. But yeah, the Wayans family, I think they should have all of them at number four. 
Number three, Jamie Foxx. Jamie's funny because he's so versatile and talented. Sings, plays the piano, acts. Jamie's amazing. Jamie Foxx, whether a blockbuster smash or a stand-up stage, Jamie Foxx will always deliver to have you cracking up uncontrollably. Now, here's where I get upset. Guess who's at number two? Ricky Smiling. Ricky Smiley's just goofy to me. I don't. It's not that I don't like Ricky Smiley. I do. But number two, nigga. Now, they say Ricky Smiley has taken his talents primarily to radio now. But you can best believe he's still bringing that comedic genius to airways on a daily basis with the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. Now, these, the, the, these, the, these, these are in the wrong place for me. Number one, Tiffany Haddish. She may be new to the game, but the future is looking bright for this new age queen of comedy. Come on now. Tiffany Haddish is number one. What are you people doing with your time? Okay. What are you people doing with your time? So what do you think about the list? It's, uh, again, it's a little, little shaky to me. Tiffany Haddish, number one. You got damn Richard Pryor, number 15. So are we going by who's alive or who's dead? Or are we going by the fact that they're just hysterical? Then wouldn't that put Richard Pryor at number one? Bernie Mac in the top three should be. I don't get it. Kevin Hart should be 18 or 19. 18 shouldn't be Red Fox. I can damn tell you that. You got Tiffany Haddish at number one. But according to them, since they decided to pay tribute to 20 of the best black comedians in the business... They made sure to list this in no particular order because they wanted you to chime in and let them know who do you think was left off the list or the former that invented the top five of your own based on our selections. So my number one would be Richard Pryor. My number two would be Bernie Mac. My number three would be some more. My number four would be Dave Chappelle. And my number five would probably be Chris Rock. But it would be a tie between Rock and... um, Red Fox but then I definitely have to get Chris Tucker in there so it would be 5 and 5A for me Chris Tucker's hysterical love Chris Tucker but yeah since they said they're in no particular order then we will go with that when we come back it's time for the closing ceremonies we thank you for hanging out with us hope that your Labor Day weekend went great Hope you had a great time. Hope that you were able to spend time with your family and friends. And if you're unemployed, I hope you're getting the stimmy. I hope you upgraded your skills. And I hope you don't go back to them crappy ass jobs. Bump them people. See, because everybody get on talking about uh, they, they, they don't want to work and they don't want to do this, that, and the third. You notice when they tell you there's a labor shortage and you apathetic and don't want to work, nobody ever tells you what they're paying. You ever notice that? Because people are paying $20, $25, $30 an hour 
there is no worker shortage there. Banging this thing in the freaking game. We're pushgapradios.com. Dallas, baby. The place with the most music variety. Most music variety. This is Kimball Harden from Dallas, Texas, and I listen to the new pushgapradio.com. Pushing hip-hop and R&B from back in the gap. PushGuyRadio.com. Dallas, baby. The Shacklefoot One and the main event show. Where were you during the Corona, Corona, Corona crisis? Hmm? Bridging the gap between old school and new school radio. It's the reinvention. PushGuyRadio.com. Hamilton Park, Dallas, Fort Worth. It's Dallas, baby. Millions of young fans loyal to famous actors and singers are a lucrative force in China's entertainment industry. Now, celebrity fan clubs have become the latest target of government regulators. Authorities have banned activities which encourage fans to spend money on their favorite stars. Online celebrity rankings and discussions about their salaries are also prohibited. State media newspaper The Global Times says fan clubs could be used to manipulate minds and split Chinese society. On the surface, these changes seem like rules designed to stop unhealthy or obsessive behaviors among young people. But for the Chinese Communist Party, it's much more. It sees the entertainment industry as an ideological battleground that needs to be kept in check. Regulators have also banned the portrayal of effeminate men, and online LGBTQI communities have been censored. Activist Ah Ming says the government is actively trying to mold the identity of young Chinese. The government wants a traditional image for its people, not a diverse one. I think this really limits the imagination and creativity of the young people. It shows the society is becoming less accepting to those who are different. Arming and others like him are worried there are more changes ahead, and the freedoms of Chinese youth will increasingly be replaced by the agenda of the communist government. Pushgapradio.com in Dallas and Fort Worth. China's government is banning effeminate men on TV and told broadcasters on last week to promote revolutionary culture, broadening a campaign to tighten control over business and society and enforce official morality. They was called a national rejuvenation with tighter communist party controls of business, education, culture, and religion. Companies and the public are under increasing pressure to align with this vision for a more powerful China and healthier society. They're tired of gay people being on TV and in the movies and throughout the culture. Unlike America, they're stuffing it down your throat here with the LGBT, LNMOQ people. A lot of people feel you choose to be gay. Some people feel you're born that way. Me, I really don't give a crap. Your sexual preferences are your sexual preferences. They say it's also tightening control over celebrities over there in China. Suspended thousands of accounts for people that were following these celebrities. And told uh, broadcasters to limit pay for performers and to avoid contract terms that have helped them invo- avoid paying taxes. 
And I was talking with someone about this. And uh, they were saying that young minds are easily influenced by unhealthy trends. And I think that a healthier, more positive push toward a more moral China sounds great. Look at what has happened in our country, in the U.S. The latest shit is this milk crate challenge. You won't find any of that crap in China. Young men wearing their pants sagging around their nasty little asses. Not in China. Young girls with their business hanging out. Not in China. Okay. So it's truly a different outlook over there. They don't want you pushing that propaganda. In America, everything is gay. I don't give a damn what you watch in this country. They're forcing it down our throats. They're teaching it to our children. Hmm? Teaching it to our kids. They have drag queens coming in, reading stories. What are they trying to tell you? Do you know by them pushing the gay thing, all that is, is population control? Two dudes can't make a baby. Two women can't make a baby. So how do we control the population? Rich folk want to be here. All they want is the poor people to work for them. And the rest of you can be dead and on your damn way. People don't care. But the ancestors have shown your ass, huh? Every time you turn around, it's a new something. These people aren't plain, man. They don't want these crappy jobs. They done told you about the gay thing because they really pushed that in the black community. And you're supposed to be homophobic. Why don't we have a national straight pride day? Hmm? What's up with that? They don't want that. It, it, it's all about population control. Prince William or Prince Harry over there was talking about reducing the population in Africa. What do you care, nigga? You don't even live in Africa. Maybe just maybe if you white folks quit destroying the damn planet. Hoarding everything. There would be enough for everybody, but you don't want that greed. Everything is designed to keep you down. Oh, but the ancestors done changed that now, huh? You try to open back up. Here's a new variant. Then you hit the Delta. Now you got the move. Then you got something else coming along. Because you got 80 year old people running the country. You think Mitch McConnell is in touch with America? You think Nancy Pelosi is in touch with America? Do you think Sleepy Joe is out of bed long enough to be in touch with America? He has dementia. They're hiding that. You can go on YouTube and find this Australian news channel. They're showing you every screw up this guy has done. They're showing you that the man has dementia. Saturday, September 11th. World War One, don't forget. World War Two, always remember. Never forget Pearl Harbor. Remember September 11th. Slavery, nigga, get over that. Hmm? 
The September 11th attacks, often referred to as 911 or 911, they didn't want you saying 911, but the terrorists already knew how to make that happen, were a series of four coordinated terrorist attacks by the militant Islamic terrorist group Al Qaeda against the United States of America on the morning of Tuesday, September 11th, 2001. On that morning, four commercial airliners traveling from the northeastern United States to California were hijacked mid-flight by 19 Al Qaeda terrorists. You know, Willis Scott died, by the way. I meant to throw that in there. Great weatherman over there at NBC. Back to September 11th, the hijackers were organized into three groups of five hijackers and one group of four. Each group had one hijacker who had received flight training and took over control of the aircraft. Their explicit goal was to crash each plane into a prominent American building, causing mass casualties. The destruction of the World Trade Center and nearby infrastructure seriously harmed the economy of New York and created a global economic recession. The U.S. and Canadian civilian airspaces were closed until September 13th, while Wall Street trading was closed until September 17th. Do you know when they shut everything down, they flew uh, Osama bin Laden's family out of the country? Do you know that? There are people now who want them to release paperwork and documents about what went on. A lot of people feel it's been it was a conspiracy. Now, construction of the new One World Trade Center began November of 06 and the building opened in November of 2014. Numerous memorials have been constructed, including the National September 11th Memorial and Museum in New York, the Pentagon Memorial in Arlington County, Virginia, and the Flight 93 National Memorial at the Pennsylvania crash site. Look here. Let me tell you something. I really don't give a crap about none of that. America's a bully. America goes in and takes over people's stuff. Why do you think they were in Afghanistan? Was it for oil? Was it to protect our people? Or was it for them damn poppy fields that produces heroin? Now, what they don't tell you about the Taliban It's the Taliban is coming in there to burn all that poppy seed down. They say it's destroying their country. It's destroying their people. And they wanted America out of there. Who do you think uses the poppy? Eli Liddy? Pfizer? Moderna? Heroin is in a lot of products. You know, 80% of drugs has a derivative of marijuana in it. That's why America doesn't didn't want to legalize marijuana at the time because these companies were using the marijuana in their pills. If you were using marijuana to fix whatever your problems was, you would need their pills. Thus, they make no money. See, a lot of you ain't hip to the game. America don't care. Thereby, by default, these business owners do not care. They don't care. Again, people have been stacking up at these football games and concerts and listen to what they tell you. Oh, it's the unvaccinated that's calling, causing the ripple. No, the Mu variant don't give a damn. The Delta variant didn't give a damn. And whatever comes behind that ain't going to give a damn either. Basically, these people have no idea what the hell they're doing. Now, they say as an American, you have a right not to wear a mask, but just like you, businesses have a right to not let you in and not serve you. 
You can't have it both ways. You are free to make a choice, but that means accepting the consequences of your actions. Screaming at employees and businesses for protecting their workers and customers does not make you a patriot. It makes you an asshole. Don't mistake inconvenience for oppression. Why does everybody always want to tie their deal into the black experience when something goes down? Oh, we're being oppressed. It's like slavery. The gays tried to take our our, our deal and run with it. Hmm? Nothing against gays. I don't want you to think that I have anything against homosexual people. I don't. I know the old saying goes, well, I, got, I, got, I got black friends. Yeah, I've had some gay friends. They're cool people. But do you have to always advertise your deal? Do you have to force your deal on us? 40 million COVID cases in America, and we're still going to football games, concerts, and schools, and trying to get you to come back to work and all of that. Again, it's just sad. The rich don't want to pay taxes. Do you know that if the rich paid their part of the taxes, a lot of problems we have, we wouldn't have. Because you can clear up homelessness with $20 billion. While you're sending $700 billion to the military. We could have health care, but that's socialist. You should be able to pay for your Bernie Sanders. You should be able to pay for your own health care. Yeah, nigga, it's seven twenty-five an hour. I can barely pay rent, Bernie. See, these people are out of touch, you old bastard. Okay, nobody care about that. I feel real bad for the people in New York, Louisiana, and California out there. So, as you're sitting around thinking that your life ain't so great, take a look at those people's lives. Homes are gone. Everything they own is gone. People are dying. One lady in New York, her and her daughter drowned in their basement apartment. You know how those apartments are in New York. Her and her daughter drowned, man. These people don't care. They don't know what they're doing. Climate change is destroying everything. And them folks still say there is no climate change. And that's just the Earth's natural progression no it's all this crap you're putting in the air between america and china fam so what are you gonna do you're gonna go back to your shitty job where they paying you seven to ten dollars an hour and they want to work you 10 12 16 hours a day six days a week they don't care if you get sick they don't care if your child is sick they don't care if you have a parent that needs attention they care if theirs does though Oh, this company is about family. Yeah, for upper management. Yeah, take your mama to the hospital. First thing they ask you when you call in, well, can, when, when you leave from up there, can you still come in? But let the VP take his mama to the hospital. Yeah, well, Jim, take your time. Come back when you're ready. You don't see the game? Bump these people. I don't want your crappy job. Lift your skills up. Start something for yourself. That's the problem in the black community. We send our kids to school to become better employees instead of sending them to school 
to become entrepreneurs. Banging a stag in the urban internet radio game. Happy Labor Day to one and all. Trust you're enjoying it. Now we're moving our way into the holidays. And that screwed up due to the supply chains. Okay. They're saying there's going to be a toy shortage this year. So you better start buying your stuff now. Remember that ship that was locked down over there uh, uh, in the Suez Canal? That stuff was coming to America. And now it's going to be a rough Christmas. I think we're going to shut down again. But hey, I'll let you know that on the next show. Never average, never mediocre, online, on point, and on the freaking money. Pray until something happens. God always provides. At pushgapradios.com, the power is in the name. Big shout out to KYBNradio.com. Dr. Ramsey and the crew over there greatly appreciate you guys. And thank you for listening in. Trying to get our downloads up. So if you could download us, we would greatly appreciate it. Shocker 401 in the main event with Jackie O on pushgapradios.com. Dallas, baby. Pray until something happens. God always provides. At pushgapradio.com, the power is in the name. You just shocked to number one on your internet radio dial. Shocker Ford one in the main event only on pushgapradio.com. Pushgapradio.com, bridging the gap between old school and new school radio. Pushgapradio.com. It's Dallas, baby.